Experience the Jared difference. The best prices on an amazing selection. Select your diamond gift today from hundreds of styles they're sure to love. Jared. Love brilliantly. My name is Tracy Ariel, and I am unapologetically Canadian. Today with with Karen Klukowicz. Wait, wait, say it, say it for me, Karen. <laughs> I'm clearly mess, I'm mess, wrecking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Klukowicz. Klukowicz. Right. Yay. Okay. <laughs> and um, we're talking to her this particular week because she has just opened her artist studio. And this is a fabulous uh, opportunity to get to talk to her about her uh, artist-run business. Can you just give a background about um, who you are and what's been happening and why this is the next step in your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, and it is a journey, that's for sure. Um, so... Uh, let's see. So I started the studio planning about a year ago. It actually was a year ago, um, Tuesday of this week, which I found really interesting. And um, I started planning it because I was at the point where I needed to do more with other people. And um, so I've, I've done a few things over the years. Obviously, I've done interior design, I was in advertising and marketing. And Fine art has always been in the background for me, but I decided that it was time to move it forward. So five years ago, I dropped all that other stuff and I did it full time, sold my house and uh, took the leap. <laughs> so it Incredible was a leap too. <laughs> it really was. Um, and it was great and it has been great. And I've really developed um, my style and uh, where I'm going with my own art. And um, one of the things that I've encountered time and again with um, the art world is trying to get your stuff out there, right? And also networking with your peers. It's very difficult because for whatever reason, which, which I don't understand in fine art, um, artists are still very competitive, I think, sometimes, right? Yeah, but It makes no sense, especially right. in the, this kind of world. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. So like somebody that likes my stuff isn't going to like the next person's and vice versa. And I get that. And I'd much rather talk to them about their processes, their concepts, their ideas, because their creativity fuels everybody else. Yeah. So after well, it's working like that restaurant thing, you know, people will go to an area if there are 30 restaurants on a street much more readily than if there's just one. And part of so it is because there's some fit some people and some fit other people but sometimes it's just you want diversity so this time you'll pick that but next time you'll pick something else and so so true <laughs> yeah. it really is a, a big uh, a learning curve to, for people to be collaborative anyway I think that's true too yes um so basically how the studio arrived was I was debating whether I continued with my fine art and kept trying to get it out there or would I go and get a nine to five somewhere, which doesn't suit me well, given that I haven't done it in like, I don't know how many years. Um, even in my own business, I never do nine to five. It's typically, as you know, I'm sure, when you're working for yourself, you're not actually working for yourself. You're working for many people, right? You actually have like 10 bosses on the go sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, uh, 
I, I, I just, just, I determined what it was I really wanted to do. And for me, it's to share art and the power that art has, which is what, you know, ultimately that's where my um, vision for the company, for the studio came um, down to living the power of art. And so to do that, I thought, what are the things I love about it? I love sharing it. I love teaching it. Um, I love talking about it. So, and I love working with other artists. So um, I decided that that's what the studio should be. Uh, oh, and I also do like in terms of the teaching, I do team building events, which oh. has been really, yeah, it's really cool because um, corporately it's different than like a paint night that you would go to to paint a sunflower. Right. So in this one, what they do is they tell me what message they want to deliver to their team. And then we find a painting that works with that. And everybody does a piece of that painting. And then we put it together and reveal the masterpiece and wow. the goal and objective of the piece. For the oh company. my gosh, that's a really fun exercise. And how long does it take usually? Um, they're usually, I usually run them about two to three hours. There's a little introduction. There's um, a little experimentation. And then everybody sort of gets situated and they paint for like an hour, an hour and a half. And then there's usually a wrap up, like an hour, a half hour wrap up where um, we put it together. They, you know, get the revelation of what it is. And then either the company or I will tell them what the objective was and, and why they're seeing it. Right. So it's, it's been fun for the ones that I've done. And um, I'm hoping to expand that when things ease up a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. I wonder if you can do that virtually so like they would actually do the you would send the materials ahead and you would do yeah. the actual, um, I, I don't know. I mean, these days it seems to me with the way things are going with this pandemic, because uh, uh, for the listener we're interviewing, we're, we're actually um, doing this interview in October, 2020. Um, I think it's going to play in December, but I'm not sure. Um, and uh, so we're in, still in, pandemic and actually Montreal has just gone into another extended lockdown till November till November 20 something. Wow, yeah. So and Toronto, we're in the red zone. So. Yeah, it's pretty scary everywhere I think right now. So yeah. anyway, but we're, we're talking about entrepreneurial uh, adaption. So yeah. <laughs> and actually what's interesting is I just participated last weekend in a conversation like a round table of uh, with some of the artists that are in your latest show. And uh, we right. were talking about the importance of art in, in, in daily life. And I thought it was a really fascinating conversation and really, really interesting people. Lots of yeah. people too. Oh yes, yeah. And I, I think it's great because um, I think they are recognizing the value of um, working with other artists and, and talking to their peers to see where their art's at and where it's going. And, you know, and, and just to, um, and for me, it's been great because I've been exploring their way of working which is very different than mine in many oh, ways. Well, different than mine too. Let me tell you, yeah. when we're talking about their regular routines, it's like, wow, I don't think I'd get anything done with that kind of routine. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, so, um, and also I, I started, I actually signed the lease and oh. took this space. Congratulations. Before, thank you, before the pandemic hit, just before. Then oh, we went in. in yeah. So that was in what, March? Uh, yeah, I signed it in February, and okay. I got it in April. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, God. So it was just, yeah, crazy. Oh. So, 
So at first I thought, that's okay. The first couple of months I can set the space up. I can get the websites done. I can get all the marketing materials ready and then I'll be ready. And, you know, I could start advertising for other artists to participate because there's a gallery as well. So um, I wanted to be able to get that launched by summer. Right. And I thought, no problem, right? And here we are, it's October. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, fluid enough to be able to uh, bounce with it a little bit, right? And yeah. now my, my next major challenge is going virtually. So we were just talking about doing the team events virtually and there definitely is opportunity for that. I also have enough space in this unit that I can do one or two, I can, I can probably do up to 10 people safely in this space. Oh, I wouldn't okay. want to do that because it would be a little too far spread. But I also offer these other um, play days, I call them, uh, because people think art is like a play day. So um, rather than take a, take a kid to work, it's send a team member to a play day. And um, yeah, and so they That's can fun. come here and work with me for like, you know, four or five hours. And, um, and I, that can bring like lots of team objectives into play. Right, so, yeah. and, and, and just that building could, creativity for that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And and looking at new ways to solve things and, and coming outside of what their comfort zone is, right? right. Um, even, even virtually, we can do that um, quite easily. I'm just, I'm still, I'm not comfortable enough putting it out there virtually yet, yeah. but I am working on it. So I'll, you know, just keep working at it, right? <laughs> That's yeah. all I can. Okay, so um, one of the things that uh, I usually like to ask people um, after we get a sense of where they are, because you have just opened the studio, but in the past five years, you've been on this journey uh, as an art, as a full-time artist. Can you talk a little bit about, about that journey? Um, so really throughout my whole career, I have worked in art um, or in creativity for sure. So I did interior design, I did advertising and marketing, um, and I always brought it around to art. So getting to this point just feels like a natural evolution to me and a more focused effort. Awesome. That's very cool. Um, and can you talk a little bit about your art? Because I've seen it, but um, and, and people will oh, have okay. seen a couple of pieces because of the tour of your, of your studio. Um, but um, right. can you talk a little bit about what kinds of work you do? Sure. So um, my work is all based on a figure. Uh, it's just evolved to that um, area of art and I and various levels of abstraction. I work primarily in two series. The first one is about the strength of individuals. And the second one is how that strength affects relationships. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so all of my work um, is either uh, an individual figure or two figures together, sometimes a few, not as many times. And I tend to focus on communication issues, um, I, probably from personal journey. And um, I try to keep them optimistic. And I allow the um, abstraction to evolve as I paint. So I concept journal, which means I write a little bit and then I sketch a little bit and then I suddenly have a painting. And so when I start to work on the painting itself, I just let the colors and the texture that I'm working with evolve 
and um, let the level of abstraction grow from there. So that's kind of where my art's at. (laughs) And I I keep thinking this series will end, but it certainly hasn't yet. But there are so many areas of communication to delve into and, and relationships that I don't know, it would probably be ongoing. Well, how long have you been? How long have you been working in that kind of theme? The first time I worked with it was probably fifteen years ago, and when I started working full time, and I've always gone um, figure drawing. I, I guess it's just something that I think you have to know because it can give you so many other points of reference for developing art, uh, no matter what form it's in. And so I've always gone for life drawing studios. And um, when I started working full time, I I just went in that direction. And so I, it just grew from there. Now, um, but there, the paint that you use is um, uh, what kind of paint is it? And uh, have you you do fairly large paintings too. I do. Um, I've done very small ones, like three inch pieces that are real details. And um, I do my, probably my average is like a 20, 20 or uh, inches um, or like a 24, 36. Um, and I do go larger than that for sure. I've done like um, four feet. I'm, Oh, I forgot to show you something I was going to work on in the, I'm going to work on. And it, as a little sidebar, remember at the discussion in the artist salon, um, we talked about street art and my love for it. Okay. So I am going to do my next painting on a piece of found plywood. And found plywood. Yeah. Oh, good heavens. Maybe that's going to be in different. In the back room, they're leaning against a wall. Uh-huh. And um, that's my next venture. But I know it's going, it, like the concepts for it have already gone to the figures. So it's always going to come back to that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Yes. I guess I have something to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and um, it's fascinating because so many of your, I mean, you say they're figures, but they're figures hidden in abstraction. I mean, it's not obviously necessarily a figure when you first looked at Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And they're always nude. Um, which some people find a little disturbing, but uh, I don't know why, because we are born naked. (sighs) And the other thing that I um, always try to do and and has evolved as well through my concepts is the people that are in my pieces um, are always purple or blue. And to me, that color um, denotes wisdom. And also... I think it helps bridge gaps in reception for the art in terms of culture and race and um, identification. So some figures you can't even tell if they're male, female, or what they are, you know? Right. And I think that's- Which is getting very popular these days. Right. Not knowing. So that's cool. <laughs> Probably necessary, right? So I think yeah. it's um, uh, important for us to be able to identify with as many forms of art as we can. And, and you know, obviously this is my love, so I want them to identify. <laughs> well, and, and what's interesting too, because I've seen, I've seen your work over a couple of years now, mm-hmm. I remember um, hearing you talk about, because you do this concept painting, you can talk quite extensively about each piece. Right, right. 
And that I think helps if somebody is concerned, like when, when particularly someone who's trying to purchase it, depending on what they, how they want to use it, it's quite, quite nice for them to get the story behind what it means to you as the artist. Right. And actually the, the one thing I love even more than that is when somebody receives the concept directly, like from their, their selves. And then I tell them about it and they're like, oh, that's my story or. Um, you know like there was a woman walking down the street the other day and saw my stuff in the window and and um knocked to come in so I let her in and she was going through the show and um she stopped at this little piece that I did recently uh and it's a mixed media piece it has glass and um it's done in oil on, on wood and um she just said oh, and she started to cry and I was like oh no what's happening right and she was just completely enveloped in the idea of it and I hadn't even talked to her about it wow yeah it it was just so exciting she had to have it and um so she's she's very happy with it now and and I love when people receive the concept like that Um, Mm -hmm. it just means so much because I I try to put it out there so that it can be their story as well and and the other thing is I think that in in these concepts um it helps people to realize they're not alone. Yeah. Well, and so many of your concepts are based on relationship and strength and things that we all um, can experience or have experienced. Right. And or in one way or another. Right. And or think about them ourselves and think nobody else even thinks about it. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's really a, um, a fun way of sharing. So you're going to do street art. That's really fun. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm definitely not a street artist. I wish I was, but um, it's going to be my adaptation of it. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. And can you tell um, one of the things I would, can you tell me a little bit about um, one of your most successful uh, pieces or one of your most successful moments? Mm. So well, really and truly, I feel that through my career, my most successful element has been to bring art into every one of them. Um, and uh, in terms of being successful, like actually committing to my art full time, which right. to me is was very important. Um, and like I said, honestly, it, there have been a couple of times when people have just responded so in such a heartfelt way to my pieces that um, I'm just grateful they receive it that way. That's really like that to me is, is success. Right. And so can you give me one of them, one of those moments and just sort of describe that moment? Okay. So um, there was a collector that um, went into another gallery that I was represented by in Niagara called uh, Raven. And, um, she sat with the director of the gallery for quite some time talking about my work and crying and sharing her story. And um, the piece that she was relating to was called, um, sorry, I can't remember right off the top, but it was a piece about two people who lived apart, but together. And so it was talking about um, their issues with it and then how they surpassed them and how their lives still intertwined. And she said it was her story, which was so interesting because she said she and her husband had lived apart for many years and they determined that they would uh, try to live together. And they did that. And that piece symbolized that point in their relationship. 
Wow. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> like that was pretty like, wow, you know, so um, that was a really interesting time. And, and then further to that, which was kind of sad, their relationship did not last and it did not endure the, um, the joint living situation. But there was another piece that I had done at the same show, which she really liked as well at the time, but it wasn't really, I guess, in her place, but she has had it in her mind for a couple of years. And she called me, um, or no, she sent me a note on Facebook and she sent me an attachment of one of my postings and said, is this piece by any chance still available? And it's called Released. And the reason I did it at the time was because I had just given up on a relationship and but I was okay with it because I was releasing all the negativity from it and I was moving forward. And this piece was very spontaneous and, and gave me that um, satisfaction of acknowledging it and moving. And, wow. and so she, she sent me this, like a, a screenshot of this posting. And I said, ah, yeah, I actually do. And she said, I need it. And so I said, okay. So she came actually to this studio and it was in, April or May and oh wow early on. early on so I had to dig it out of the inventory and no actually I, I it's one piece that I always kept around me because it inspired me to continue to do what I was doing and so um she came to get it and she said you know oh I know the other the other piece was called commitment and she said you know I bought that piece from Raven and I said um Oh, right. Okay. So we had a couple of conversations following that purchase uh, mm -hmm. by text. And so um, I knew her story. And she said, well, it didn't last, but I always remember this piece. And now I feel like it, it represents where I'm at right now. And I need to have it around me. Aww. So like those to me are very, uh, they're, they're successful. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the talk about sharing art in a really, uh, intense emotional way yes. you know because both of you have you could you you ex you expressed that feeling in such a poignant fashion she you captured what she was feeling right, right. it's really amazing wow how uh, wonderful yeah. um on the other side what kinds of uh, can you talk about um a failure and something that didn't work the way that you wanted it to I can certainly do that from a business standpoint, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as I'm sure many entrepreneurs can at some level or another. Yeah, yeah, almost daily. Let me tell you. <laughs> and it, you know, actually, though, it does apply to my art because um, my I think my biggest failure in business was that I didn't end a business early enough. Previously, one of my previous careers, and um, and I was left with a lot of debts and uh, relationship breaks that I had really valued, some of which have recovered and some have not. Um, but as it relates to art, I now know when to give up on a piece because sometimes I, I'm, I, I have no idea what you're like, Tracy. However, I never <laughs> read one book at a time. Oh, no, no, neither do I. Okay. I can't read one book at a time. I'm like, I have multiple books going on the go all the time. Good. Okay. So you can relate to this because that is how I paint. Um, yeah. And so when I'm working on something that I don't feel is working, and it may, it's probably, it's not usually the concept. I usually get 
involved with the technique and, and issues that I feel like I'm having with them, I'll put it away and I don't look at it for an extended period of time. And that might be a week. It might be a month, it might be two months, but now I know when to give that up. And on the other hand, in business, I'm trying to learn that. So I, I have managed to do it um, because I, I don't think I'm a serial entrepreneur, but I am definitely an entrepreneur. And um, so the last time that I was trying to do something, I decided to go about it in a different way after the first failure. So I got a business coach, which I thought was very mature. And mm-hmm. um, then started to plan things. And as I was working this through, I realized after like, I get well, and I'm not, a, I don't give up easily. So uh, that it was about two or three years that I was into this. This is after the first big fail. And mm-hmm. um, I decided it just, just, it just wasn't going to take off like I wanted it to. So I actually withdrew from it. Which, oh. yeah, so that was a really big thing for me to to do because I I hate to give up on something, especially if I'm passionate about it. And um, so yeah, so I I definitely have learned from it as well, you know, which is which I think is great, and I, and I try to apply the same kind of principle to my art itself. <laughs> it's interesting because I thought you were going to talk about the difference between planning and going with uh, synchronicity when you started that story yeah. and uh, rather than talking about when to give up. But um, it, it, it's a fascinating balance because sometimes uh, when you go back to something, it's not the same thing anyway. Right. Right. So it's uh yeah, I know that I think that's a good lesson for all of us to learn. When do you give up? And because sometimes you give up too soon, too. Right. Because, um, you know, some of the best businesses were things that were passions for people and they never actually in their lifetime, they didn't actually work. But then they worked extorm- enormously well after they were dead. Sometimes I wonder if that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know what? I mean, the studio may tell us that story, right? Um, because well, let's hope not. That's uh, usually you know, when you start a business in a crisis, then you actually have more success because you tend to be less vibe, vibe less um, extensive about it. Like you, you, you do things slowly. You make sure people like what you're doing before you take the next step. Mm, that's an interesting point. Yeah. So like if you look at a lot of the a lot of the uh, companies that still exist started in in the first recession of like in 1907 and you'll see there's certain periods of time. Some of them started in the Depression. There's lots of companies that are still around that have started in the 30s. You can see that crises when you when you usually people who start businesses in crises get more resilience somehow, I think. Maybe it's the um, you like you you definitely have to be flexible, um, yeah, maybe. and and you know it's all the pivoting that they're talking about, right? So where I was intending to have one on one sessions with um, uh, people that aren't enthusiasts that wanted to come in and learn how to draw the figure and how to paint the figure and and how to express themselves visually, um, right now I'm having to you know pivot as they say to a virtual world to try and get them excited and and feel good about exploring that side of themselves and so and I want to do it right because I don't want to disappoint either right yeah you want it to be a full 
full-blown experience. Right. Even though your participation is only virtual, you want their participation to be everything. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm doing similar things. Uh, I mean, I'm a writer, so my art is slightly, and I'm a much more um, practical type of artist too, in terms of uh, I do nonfiction. So <laughs> I do a lot of journalism and things that are very practical and not at all um, on, well, not at all. They are art. Any creation is art. Absolutely. But um, but uh, I've also had to do a little bit of pivoting and start exploring, you know, put creating online experiences instead of in-person workshops and things like right. that. And so uh, it, it, it is thinking about the full, all five senses, despite your participation being the virtual part right. is actually very difficult. And sometimes, you know, um, I've started to ask them to get props and I'm, I'm, I'm my next step. Actually, I'm just considering something. I want to order a special pen so I can send people a pen oh. <laughs> you know, so, that, so that it can be so that I can get some of those other senses connected, you know? Right. Yeah. They need to um, try and bring that experience home. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and plus so many of us are working from home too. Now this is where I have an advantage because I've been working from home since the, since uh, for 28 years now. Right. <laughs> and so, but I realized actually I was talking to my daughter recently working at home takes a certain level of, you have to set, a, you, I have to create all sorts of tricks in order to know that I'm working versus when I'm home. Right. And so I don't do anything but work in my office. Right. Good. I have a, a certain routines that keep me okay this is work this is play this is you know this is something That's else great. this is like it's really otherwise you just you just working all the time yeah and you know what's <laughs> so important Tracy because um so when I was doing interior design I often had people needing home offices and um, they just didn't see why they needed to have that separation until they actually had it. And then they recognized the value in it. So good for you for doing that. And yeah. I was very much the same. I've worked at home for many, many years. And um, the last time was in a very small space. And that was horrible because um, I ended up having to put things away every night just to sit down. You know, it was a very small space. And so now the studio is also amazing for me because it's separate from my home. So right. Even though you get to go to work yeah, <laughs> for the yeah. first time in a very long time. <laughs> I know. I keep thinking I'm going to set myself a routine, but it never happens. Um, I, I <laughs> You're not a routine kind of I girl. Really I am not. And um, so it, it is problematic sometimes. And, uh, but anyway, I mean, I'm working on it and, um, and even though people feel like, you know, if, if, if you're painting, um, or if you want to paint and it strikes you at eight o'clock at night, are you going to go to the studio? Well, maybe, and maybe I'm still at the studio, right? So right, at least right. there is that flexibility as well. And the complete separation is a mind rest for me, which is amazing, right? Oh, that's cool. Well, and also it would, I, I mean, I'm guessing here, well, I should ask you, doesn't it make your home more of a haven and a, a peaceful place? Like, have you, have you created a new mood for your home because of this? Hmm. Um, I've, I've actually never thought of it in that way. It's, uh, it, it, I, and you know, I shouldn't say that. 
because really and truly it does alleviate some of the stress that is around us. I try not to use that word. Um, and particularly as it applies to myself, uh, just because I think it's a dangerous word, but yeah, I don't use it either. I actually, I, I find it too. Um, I don't actually like thinking of it because I think things are, I, I, this is a good point because if you say something is stressful, it somehow means it's bad. Right. And things are not necessarily bad, even if you feel them in an intense emotional way. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, for me, I, I would think you're right that it, it does become a haven because I don't have to think about um, what might happen three months from now or as I'm, you know, uh, planning out my next uh, ad campaign. Um, you know, it, I'm not having to think about that at home necessarily. Right. I mean, I do take the other creative side home, though. I, I have a sketchbook constantly with me. I have paints at home. I have canvas at home in case I am inspired and need to really do something right away. Or if I just want a day where I am not actually painting in studio, I will do that. Right, right. Well, and and I mean, that would be, I mean, I have all sorts of notebooks and in, now I've used my, I'm using my phone much more oh, as a collector of 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 writing you know <laughs> isn't that dangerous because I know I and I because I'm guilty of it not guilty I shouldn't say but I had I do that as well and I have had a couple of times where my notes disappear on backups or something and I'm like oh my goodness I have no idea what I wrote <laughs> <laughs> I actually just did a little yeah. blog post the other day um uh about the studio and about um how one works right so I am I'm I like to think that I work in organized chaos. Other oh, what a wonderful idea! Yeah, and because I, I think because I'm visual, I, I can um, I can picture exactly where things are. So even if I have a whole stack of papers beside me, I know which paper it is and where it's at in that pile. And the same with my um, supplies. So oh. yeah, I'm just like that, but. But to the point of um, notes, I tend to make multiple lists. So one of my things in the last blog post that I did was just about organizing and how you work and recognizing that it's okay to work, whether you're in a cluttered chaos like I work or, uh, you know, totally clean desk that has nothing else, in which case I think you need an art experience to loosen up. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like in terms of lists and notes and things, I, I have to think or I want to try and think of some way to amalgamate them so that I'm not trying to go through tons of papers and sketchbooks and whatnot to find my notes. But I'm just not sure that's going to happen. Uh, well, I've been using Evernote so you can actually it, it automatically allows you to search by the word regardless of where it is. So I've. Um, and I'm trying to put more material in that just because it's so easy to search for things. <laughs> <That's good to laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, it's fascinating. I mean, I, I'm wondering, cause I mean, you're much more, um, creative or have that sort of chaotic type feeling. Like I have, uh, my desk was covered with crap for, I guess, about about the last week and I just cleaned it up yesterday or no the day before Tuesday and it made such a difference to actually being able to work I was like because I was because you get 
I, my mind was still in the projects that were on my desk, okay. all of them. And that was not helpful. Right. Right. So, it, but it's uh, it, it is an interesting way because sometimes depending on what you're doing, you actually want, like there's, you'll, there's lots of times when I'm working on a project, I'll have all of the papers around me in sort of a circle yes. and I need to have them that close because I'm working from one to the other, to the other, to the other. Right. And it, 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 it actually is more organized that way than it would be if they were all in their little files in the drawer. Yeah, for sure. I, and you know, the, the other thing is that when I'm really focused on a particular task for a project, then those things disappear in my line of vision anyway. Right. Right. So I think that happens. And, and so that's why I no longer worry about my chaotic mess. I have a niece who's an organizer and um, she just looks in dismay whenever she sees how I'm working. However, she's very good at um, putting things in proper places and um, organizing things for me, like inventory, like uh, my supplies. And uh, when she does that, it's an amazing help to my cluttered mess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so what, what a wonderful resource for you. Oh yes. I use her at home. I use her at work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. She loves the challenge generally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh that's a, actually that's a good uh question on our way to the question at the end um do you find um because you were talking about collaborating with other artists and um but i'm on also as a business owner you probably collaborate with a lot of uh, uh suppliers like her um do you find that since you have the new space anything has changed with those relationships uh so my the type of relationships i guess are changing or the types of businesses that i have relationships with so, for instance, here in Hamilton, what I want to do is, from my art experiences that are in studio, and I think this is also going to go over to the um, uh, virtual as well, I want to have local items in the kit. So there's a local art supplier here. Um, I do a date night experience where people can come as a couple or as best friends or a whatever to come and um, create a piece of art that talks about their relationship. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. What a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I set it up with flowers from the local market. I'll set it up with a wine from the local vineyards. Um, I want to get chocolates in and like food sources. I I, like, and I have to be careful of course, with um, you know, with the restrictions right now, but I am trying to branch out and make those connections. And then I also am going to have retreats here in the studio when we can open it up safely for both art enthusiasts, where you have a full week of art, just art. So you're painting, you're drawing, you're journaling, you are going to art galleries, you experience the local culture. And I want to do the same with artists. So we'll have keynote speakers in um, and, I, and those, as you, I think, may recall that I love to travel. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, and so one of the things that I do every year is I go on an artist retreat. And, and the last time I went to Barbados and I, I had a couple of friends there that are artists. And it was wonderful to be so engrossed in, in your work from like I was there for five weeks doing this. And um, 
it, it made me realize the value of how they're having other artists with you while you're doing that kind of thing. And so when we can safely travel again, I'm going to organize it for artists so that as a peer group, we can go to another country um, and have this retreat and have the local culture infiltrate our work, basically. And so... Oh, how yeah. wonderful. What a great yeah, idea. Yeah, so those are the kinds of things that I want to happen for the studio. And also, that's where my relationships are changing with the communities, right? So I am I, I do service all of Ontario and, and virtually I'll be able to service wherever. But um, I want, I think Hamilton has a thriving um, arts community. They have a great vibe and which is what attracted me to Hamilton. And so I want to be able to contribute to that community and the industry overall they have a great um, strategic direction and so uh, and they've been very welcoming so far you know so it, it's it's kind of <laughs> exciting yeah well that's yeah. a nice that's a nice segue to the actually both of those comments are a nice segue to the last question in my podcast which I always ask everyone which um, relates to your identity and uh, whether you consider yourself a Canadian and if so what does that mean to you? Okay so I'm definitely Canadian I'm proud to be Canadian um, over the years I've thought about moving but Canada draws me back and I, I cannot leave it which is probably why I go on those retreats because I can go and explore other cultures and and bring my learning home from that to my work as well as to people I know and um, I think we're a great nation we're resourceful we're innovative um, we're caring and, and I think generous and I try to live that way and I want to continue to do so and I think you know the world's going to heal and the landscape will be different, um, but here in where my studio is situated, I want to try and, you know, help locally and if not, then nationally and um, then eventually hope to be helping our global neighbors right now through communication um, and sharing this pandemic experience with them in different levels right and 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 eventually safely travel there and and bring you know um our experiences to them and and let them teach us as well isn't that wonderful thank you very much i really appreciate your time oh my pleasure and thank you Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Canadian. Please consider supporting our podcast for $2.99 a month. Join select listeners and get additional episodes every month. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.